Hello everybody, welcome to the latest edition of the ianabernethy.com podcast. In this podcast I'm talking to Mike Turbit, a fellow karate instructor based in the UK. Uh, me and Mike have a, a common lineage as well within uh, our karate family tree. Uh, Mike is one of those guys, I think, who's got teaching children down to a fine art. So I wanted to invite Mike on the podcast to talk about his uh, his top tips uh, for teaching children. I know this is often a question that comes up at the end of your podcast, and I thought Mike is the I- ideal guy to talk about this. I actually recorded this interview uh, quite a while ago, but uh, due to life <laughs> i've only just and so been able to get it out now so i'd like to uh, publicly thank mike for his patience uh, while i got this uh, edited together and out to you all but it's it's well worth the wait that there's there's loads of absolute gold in this podcast uh, that i found uh, very useful and got me reflecting on on, on some of the things that uh, that i do in my own teaching of, uh, of juniors so yeah yeah mike's got a, a fine handle on this and it's an enjoyable conversation too i think you'll like uh, listening to it so without further ado, uh, I'll hand you over to Mike Turbit and myself as we talk about teaching children. So in this podcast, we're going to have a talk about uh, teaching children. So I'm here with uh, Michael uh, Turbit of, T- of Team Black Belt. I've known Mike for uh, a very long time. Uh, we have a, a shared uh, kind of karate family tree and, and, and shared background. And, and Michael's the reason why I've recently started teaching children again. So for a long time, I, I, I didn't. I just wanted to teach uh, as I viewed it, proper karate, you know, adult karate. And then it was after a conversation uh, with Mike, you know, he, he could kind of couldn't fault his argument. You know, the aim is, you know, with children, you teach them the karate that's appropriate to them, and then you get them ready to learn the uh, the adult karate. And obviously children benefit while they do it. There's, there's very few people that I think have this down as well as, as Mike does. So I'm really pleased that he's, uh, he's joined us on the podcast. And we're going to have a look at some of the uh, Michael's key precepts for uh, for teaching children. So uh, thanks for joining us, Mike. That's okay. You're welcome. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, and uh, <laughs> would you be able to give everyone... Um, so obviously we have uh, Takamazawas in our shared family tree. Yeah, but would you be yeah. able to give a little bit of background of you and what you do, yeah, just for sure. those who don't know you? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, my uh, my lineage goes back quite a way. Uh, I started training originally when I was 12 years old, back in, in Coventry, um, and with Sensi Barry Tatlow, and he's actually my uncle, so um, it was in the family for, for a long time. Uh, he was with Suzuki Sensi, and then with Peter Spanton Sensi. So my background goes back to 1980, 90, 1974, I think, something like that. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> just made me feel really old. Um, we, we then moved over to Sensi Takamazawa, so with uh, Terra, and I gained my first dan under Sensi uh, Takamazawa and my second dan. Um, I then um, kind of went into having a family mode and all that sort of stuff. So I was in and out of karate for, for a, a few years. Uh, eventually went back, because um, I'd moved to, to Solihull, I went back with Les Giles, uh, who was part of the Wado Academy under Shomitsu Sensi, um, and eventually sort of kind of thought, well, I'm, I'm, it's a bit too rigid for me. Uh, I recontacted my uncle and went back into uh, to karate with him gained my third dan so it's kind of 20 25 years between second dan and third dan which i'm <laughs> quite proud of um but then a few years later sort of started to teach a friend of mine was teaching in a school in northampton a full-time school i walked into his dojo saw what he was doing and went that that's that's what i've got to do i've just got to 
get out of what I'm I was in recruitment at the time. I, I owned a recruitment agency, so um, I, I, I've been that. I've actually sold it um, and started Team Black Belt. We started in a school. Um, this was all over one Christmas, actually. I decided that's what I was going to do. And I said to a friend of mine who ran a school in Coventry, I said, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to set up on my own um, in the new year. Um, and he said, oh, good, because I'm closing my school. <laughs> and I said, what, what do you mean you're closing? He said, well, I've been here for 15 years. There's six of us. Four of us are Dan Grades, a white belt and a green belt. He said, and every time I go to train, I end up paying to hire the hall because my students don't turn up enough. Mm. And I said, right, okay. I said, well, look, don't bin it. Just let me take it over. And we contacted the school and did all that sort of stuff. Um, and the first week that I took it over was the first week in January. And sure enough, four people turned up. And uh, I thought, right, okay, we've got to do something here. Um, so I changed slightly what we were doing. I kind of modified the way we were training. I brought in the Bobby Bully things. And by, by week three, I'd got one student left. <laughs> um, oh crikey are we doing the right thing here um, and we started doing some publicity and started getting some some stuff out I did some things that I probably wouldn't recommend now putting uh, posters up onto uh, street furniture um, I thought it's easier to apologise and get permission um, so um, we, we ended up growing and growing and, and doing doing fairly well within sort of the first month or so we were up to 15 then on to 30 and, and, and all kids it was just aimed straight at kids my, my son was 7 uh, you met Mitch. He, he came over yeah, to yeah, our, yeah, yeah. met with yeah. So he was seven at the time, and uh, I just thought, how can I sort of, you know, not a weird way, attract seven-year-olds? Because um, I want to teach him and get him involved, and 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 so we ended up with a a higher energy class specifically with everything that we did targeted to, to really the parents of seven-year-old boys is kind of that. That's who I wanted to attract through the door. So Team Black Belt's a friendly, you know, our friend, child-friendly logos and uh, everything we did was set up, set up that way. Uh, and then it was, you know, third down, fourth down, that sort of stuff moving on. Um, and, and that kind of takes me to where I am now, which was two years after we started, we moved into our own full-time dojo. Um, and we teach now 320, 330 children every week. We also have an adult class running. And... Um, yeah, that's where we are really. So the, the the kids we build through the our system through to junior black belts at the age of about fourteen, and then into the senior class, and hopefully turn into proper what we call proper black belts, <laughs> adult black belts, yeah. somebody capable of looking after themselves. Um, you know, by the time they're sixteen, seventeen, that that sort of thing. That's Perfect. that's where. Yeah, really good. Because uh, again, for those that you know, I mean, I've obviously I've, I've visited your your dojo. Yeah. I've I've seen your students. You know, so uh, the. I think sometimes with the, they have this view that you know, which I've been guilty of, that you know, you teach the proper way to teach proper students. Yeah, you've got a fairly innovative way of dealing with the kids, but the results speak for themselves. You know, I mean, I've been there. They they yeah. are good quality uh, karateka. They can do everything that they they need to do. Yeah, uh, but you're not teaching them in a in, in a boring, uh, rigid, you know, up and down the halls, yeah. you know, kind of way. So you, you've kindly shared with me, um, like, a number of uh, precepts that you've got for teaching children. And yeah. I wonder if we can just talk through each of those uh, yeah, one by sure. one and, and have a little look. So if, if I... I'll read the precept out, and then if you just want okay. to expand upon it, we can have a little chat. So, uh, and again, I think this is you know it's fantastic stuff. So, uh, precept one is um, the aim of karate is to improve the lives of its practitioners. You have responsibility to your students and and child uh, welfare, which far exceeds your responsibility your, to your style, system, or sensei, or tradition. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that's. Um, I, I think the objective of doing karate is to is to improve your 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 life, and as an instructor, to improve the lives of, of the people that you're going to teach. And uh, I kind of go go on uh, within the precepts, trying to do a little bit of an explanation on each. So um, my next line of that is the aim of karate is in, in to improve lives, not ruin them. Mm. And I think sometimes we can be guilty, certainly in the past, of of kind of trashing people. Uh, and boring them out of existence before they even get through the door virtually. So I kind of think this is the safety, the child welfare, and the, the sort of in, making sure things that we do are appropriate. So uh, safe techniques to do. So again, I see lots of stretching stuff on the on the on the interweb, and I'm thinking I don't want my kids doing that because it's not a safe way to start moving their body you know uh, and some of the extreme stretches that, that people do i'm too old to do extreme stretches now okay so uh i just think we have to be careful in how we're warming the kids up and how we're preparing them and how we're we're getting them to use their bodies and you consult in kind of sports science for that kind of stuff mike obviously you're looking yeah. at what, what the science is telling us not necessarily what tradition would have us yeah do. absolutely yeah so he's trying to find the that you know you'll kind of there'll be a thread through this is that i kind of go well this is karate but how do we make it modern and how do we take the best of what teachers know and what scientists know and what doctors know about how to make what we do better um so you know hitting boards and, and again you see a bit of that going on but you know until until a child's 14 15 their bone structure's mm. not not set and you start them on you know uh, tamashiwara the, 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 you know it's just not a good a good practice um locking knees out when you're kicking you know doing the, i mean that was one of toro Kamazawa's thing is, is you know keeping the knee uh, flexed even when you're kicking rather than locking joints out and stuff yeah. like that so the first part of it was is the technique that you're is the are the things you're asking them to do safe for them to do in you know especially judging by the, their age bone structure their way they're growing their ligaments all that sort of stuff he's making sure what you just just be safe rather than go well because my sensei said we do 300 press-ups before we start let's do that you know is that a good thing for them to develop those great big shoulder muscles you know um so physiologically we've got those things like you yeah, say the, 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 yeah. the bones aren't fully formed so they don't want to be yeah. smashing them into hard objects yeah uh, we've got the issue as you say like uh, muscularity you know they don't want to be um stretching in a way that an, an adult would uh, would yeah. do so there's those physical things as well yeah absolutely uh, yeah and obviously again as you say the uh the way in which people conduct themselves been important you know because yeah, you absolutely. see people teaching a very austere way which may not be psychologically healthy for kids yeah yeah well the next thing is kind of for me is the environment so who are they training alongside and how are you trying to get them to train yeah again when we were coming up a few years ago you'd have uh, kids training alongside adults um you know by the time you got to be a green belt you were known as cannon fodder um <laughs> you know because it, it, it was good enough to punch now you know again with, with kids it's not kind of the best the best route forward i've found yeah 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 <laughs> um so you know is, is the environment safe is the is the floor safe is the are the conditions safe are the people around them safe um uh, you know are they mismatched are we doing any partner work where one kid's you know uh, five foot ten and and ten stone and you're trying to get him to train with uh, another child who's seven years old four stone ringing wet mm. you know so the environment and what we do is is, is it a safe uh, structure of a class really um is the structure of the class and the environment safe then i look at things like is it safe outside the dojo and i think some of us miss that um so if i'm teaching uh, my 
I don't know, 12 year old if you want to, to, to sweep and stamp on someone's head when they hit the floor and they do that 20 times tonight, go to school tomorrow and sweep someone and stamp on his head you know, yeah. I've taught them to, to, to damage another human being if you like in a fairly serious kind of way um, that I've got to live with as, a, as an instructor the child's got to live with knowing that they've really damaged somebody and the, the, the kid who's damaged obviously is, is, is not in a good way so yeah. what they've got to do is this, this fine line between what we do what we teach is being effective and safe to do but safe for them to actually do on a human being outside is it appropriate in the school playground that we teach eye gouges you know it's probably not the best thing to to be doing yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense to me because you've got that responsibility not just to the child but the people those children interact with. Yeah, absolutely. and there needs to be that acknowledgement that you know that the children don't have the same degree as uh, emotional controls, same degree yeah. of emotional control that we'd like to think most adults would have. Yeah, and, and, and I think sometimes you know for our conversations in the past is looking at the catters and saying this is a great application, but it's you know it's a it's a finger strike to the throat and an eye gouge and then you pull his head off mm. and it's kind of go well how do i teach the the the, the bunkai from the catter but actually tone it down so it's you know it's a strike to the chin or it's a hit in the chest rather than i'm not trying to get a 12 year old ninja killer out yeah. there and well and the, to... and the child as well they still develop there you know they yeah. develop all the skills that when they get older they can move Absolutely. to learn that stuff as well but i agree with yeah. you completely it's not emotionally um or psychologically or responsible to yeah. appropriate or responsible to teach children that stuff yeah yeah so I just think you've got to be careful. You just to be aware of what we're teaching, where we're teaching it, and, and, and you know, and what the usage of it is, uh, you know, outside. Mm. Um, you know, so uh, again, the aim of Krat is to improve lives, not just the student, maybe, but you know, the person who's stupid enough to bully him tomorrow. You know, he's kind of, you know, we don't want to ruin. You know, the first question is if if one of my students stamps on someone's head, is who the hell taught him that? Yeah, yeah. That's me. Oh crikey, I don't want to be in the paper for you know, Krat instructor teaches nine-year-old to. <laughs> you, know, you know, to yeah. kill his teacher. You know, it's not kind of, it's not good press, really. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, kind of that. I just think you know, maybe the, the the inclusive thing is is look, you're there to you know improve people and to make things better, not turn out killing machines, regardless of what maybe how you were taught or how you were doing it or you know what your personal feelings are out tough you want people to be you know yeah that makes sense and, and i noticed you know one of the little notes you've got that you've said about the importance of again as we've just we touched on not just physical but psychological making them confident happy you know yeah. giving them you know sense of security a sense of self-worth um, yeah. and, and again you think of a lot of traditional teaching do more that's not good enough you know that austere teaching can achieve yeah. the exact opposite of that yeah you know? I, 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 i'll kind of come on to that a, a wee bit more in one yeah. of the other precepts that i've written but i i you know if you can bring somebody through your dojo door and they go out feeling good, then yeah, that's done. kind of a good night's work. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You know, regardless of whether they can punch any better, they go out feeling well. Actually, I did okay there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit better as a human being than a, you know. They don't think that. They just go, oh, I've had a good time. You know, <laughs> but you know, they, they just they, you know. But the the, the the confidence issues. I've seen children change in 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 in, in two lessons change you know i had one student remain nameless but he didn't go to school for six months because he was being bullied so he came through the door and we did two lessons i kind of his parents flagged it up and we did a little bit of anti-bullying work we did a little bit of the fence uh thing just to say look you need you know keep distance we talked about distance but we you know we also did star jumps mm. and the kid's got a big smile on his face and he's training he's thinking about it that you know the second lesson he went to school the next day yeah 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 
And the parent went, I don't know what you've done or how you've done it, but he's back at school. You know, and, and so just in two lessons, I changed, get emotional on it now, but you change someone's life in two lessons. Yeah, well, and that's, um, and that's, as you say, the precept, the aim of karate is to improve the lives yeah. of its practitioners. So, I mean, that would be a good example that, uh, of that being, being, being done there, you know. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, precept two, we, we okay. okay to move on that one, yeah? So, we, yeah. Uh, if I, um, I'll give the broad heading, which is understand karate's values, understand your values, and understand the children's values. Can yeah. I expand on that one for us? Yeah, please? sure. So, that kind of feeds back into the emotional, psychological side of things. So, um, you know, your values as a, as a karate can may be that tr tradition is the the, 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 the whole thing and whether that's a tradition from the 40s the 60s the 80s whatever whatever tradition you you are aligned to um, but it may be that you're really into traditional elements of karate everything's you know if we go back to the 70s everything's spot on it's an hour of keon and it's an hour of partner work and then it's randori till you're dead um you know so that may be your personal value we're aligned with this is how we do it it may be you know your respect to your past sensei as this is how we do things and this is why we're going to do it it could be that they you know you love traditional japanese culture you know uh, it may be that you're a great sport karateka it may be that you're a real practical guy you know um, but you may be on that end of the thing where everything's got to be real and nasty mm. yeah it may be that you you love the traveling from one event to another when a child walks through your dojo, they have none of those values. Yeah, they're not interested in it at all. They've arrived because they've seen a poster or a flyer, or they've, you know, their mate down the road. Come here, it's really good. Okay, so the first thing they want to, you know, say the first thing, but they all have different value system. Could be they just want to go and have a good time. They want to, they want to be with their mates. They want to, uh, you know, uh, have a bit of anti-bully stuff that they want to pick up on. It may be that their parents said, "Look, this would be really good for you. Go and move." Get off, the, get off the Xbox. Yeah, it yeah. could be that you know there's some positive role models in the place, and they're thinking, oh, I want to be like. Hmm. So none of those align with the values of, of of the instructor, maybe. So when we when we're trying to teach kids and bring them along, you in a way you've got to park. I think you've got to park to a large extent your value system, and look at the value system of the people coming through the door. And, and that might be fun, it might be more energy, it might be running around like an idiot for 10 minutes. And I kind of think it a little bit like um, Robbie Williams, uh, the singer. Uh, every concert he does, he has to sing Blooming Angels, <laughs> right? Now he's probably sick of it. You know, I've sung yeah, something yeah. the last time I saw him, he changed all the lyrics to, to suit the day, to make himself more, uh, you know, to, to engage with it himself a bit more. But he must have sung it a million times. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but if you go to a Robbie Williams concert and he plays his new album, you go, well, oh, that wasn't very good. I didn't know any of the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but if he sings Angels and, and a few others that he's had hits with, you go, oh, this is really good. And then he plays a new song and you think, actually, ah, that's quite a good song. I quite like that one. And uh, kind of the thing with the value system, I think if you park most of your values and concentrate on let's let's improve these people's lives let's make it fun let's get them joining together as a little community There's, their friendships are building their the stuff they do is energetic and it's it's it, you know they're getting lots of lots out of it then you can teach them to count to 10 in japanese yeah 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 you know and they oh, oh now i can count to 10 in japanese so it's kind of just going oh well there's a little nudge to the japanese tradition there you go well you're in your white gear you you know there's another little nudge to it and now, and now I'm going to teach you Junzuki Oizuki, yeah? And they'll come along with you. But I, don't, I think 
a lot of people just go, well, this is what we do. This is what we did in 1983. This is how I teach karate. And, and I think they don't think deeply enough about the values that, that, that are in karate because there's virtually every value that, you, that a human being can have you can gain through training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just too many to, 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 to sort of mention them all. But you're, you know, if you had a list of values that you think about karate, and you may have, you know, you may have 10, you may have 20. If you put them in order, what's the most important thing to me about karate? Maybe, I don't know, that it's real. Maybe that it's strong. Maybe that I feel fit. Maybe that I love the Japanese. Maybe one to 10, and put them in order, one to 10. And then think about the seven year old coming through the door. And what does he value? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, for, for me, you know, that's it. As a as a guy in his you know late forties, one of the things that I, I value more and more about the martial arts is the fact that it's kept me really fit and healthy. Yeah, a, a child's not thinking about that. He's not oh. thinking about you know what's it going to do for me as an old man. You know, that's 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 the yeah. different thing. You know, so yeah, that's really good. So, so you, you would say that, again, the aim is then to understand why the child is there, what they their aim is to get out of it and not impose yeah. upon them what you think yeah I, be, I, I kind of put in, engage with not impose on yeah so yeah. then they're coming with you rather than you hitting them with a stick to, to do something they don't want to do yeah that's that's excellent yeah no i like the way you've expressed that that's a, a very important point i think yeah, brilliant. Uh, and you can't do it particularly on an individual basis unless there's a real need for, you know, I'm being bullied. Well, okay, we'll have a bullying lesson. We'll jump what we were going to do, and I'll help one kid and help the rest at the same time. But as a uh, an entity, 30 children, probably, you know, 8 out of 10 values, if they realise they've got values, will be fairly similar. They'll all want to have fun. They'll all want to expend energy. They'll all want to have friends. They'll all want to do, you know. So, so I'm not saying, oh, well, this kid's got, write down your value system and tell me what it is you know, they, you, know you, yeah. you can't do that but as in a general feel for how things are going they've got a value set that they they really like and and one of the things that i don't know if i put it in in this one or, or, or a later preset if they don't oh, it's in, in, in the next one but if they don't come back next week you can't teach them anything yeah so i'd rather do five minutes karate in a in a in a 45 minute class karate that i think oh that's karate um and have them come back so I can teach them for five minutes next week. Yeah, then them do 45 minutes of Junzuki marching up and down the room, bored out their brains, and no one comes back next week. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's a really good point. You know, if like you know, if, if you're a believer in your system and you want to propagate it, and you, you yeah. see, you know, you're right. You, you you can't do that if people aren't there. So that there definitely yeah. needs to be that uh, understanding why they're there and. And, and catering uh, for, for for their needs as well, you know. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, that would lead us nice on to precept three, then. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we're all way, we're already into it. I'll let no, you read that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, precept three: uh, karate takes a lifetime to master. So, teach children by meeting their needs, not yours. If they don't attend, you can teach them nothing. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we covered it a little bit on in the last precept. So, you know, I, I'm kind of putting brackets on that one. So, stop rushing. Mm. You know, uh, you know, in, in back in my day, three, four years to to downgrade was 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 common. Um, when I was a teenager uh, learning karate, I would do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. On Saturday, I'd be playing two games of rugby. Um, you know, I'd be run run to the dojo, three hour lessons. Um, you know, and and it'd be total immersion. Um, nowadays, it, you know, it starts off. It's a hobby. It's a little. It's an after-school club, virtually. Um, so 
trying to get them to, to go from six, eight, ten years old to, to black belt in in four years, in three years, it kind of seems like a little bit of a fool's errand. You're saying, well, just dedicate your life to karate now. Mm. Um, and, and at those ages, there's too much else going on in the world for, for many of them to dedicate. Now, of course, we have kids here who, who turn up every blooming night virtually, um, and they, they've decided that's what they are going to do, and they are more dedicated than the rest of the class. But it doesn't mean the rest of the class aren't getting value out of stuff. Mm. And I can move those kids on faster if they want to come three times a week and they train in at home and all the rest of it but most kids will come and they'll come once a week or twice a week because they enjoy coming hmm. they have no real pretension to be what we would call you know oh he's a proper downgrade he is he's you know 37 catters and you know and he's deadly they haven't got that that um foresight if you like they just know that on a monday they go to karate on a wednesday they go to karate and they quite enjoy it there and they have a good time and they they're, they're improving and they're going through the belt system um and and they're having a great time so so for, for team black belt it's eight years to junior black belt yeah so that's brilliant that, that yeah i love that and, and people say to me well you've got you know we've got 20 something belts to junior black belt well of mm. course we have because otherwise they'd never blooming grade if we had eight yeah, yeah. That's one grade in a year. They'll be going. Well, what am I? You know, what am I doing? I'm, I'm not, am I getting any better? So we, 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 we grade termly. So in eight years, it takes them to get to get up to to junior black belt, and then then we kind of go right. Okay, now we're introducing more. Not that we, not that we haven't done traditional karate before, but we tend to then start going right. This is key on, and we're going to do it as key on. Uh, you know, we're going to march up and down the dojo, but we're we're going to do it for ten minutes, not an hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas uh, with the system that we use, they're, they're doing the basics, but we almost, we're not, not really disguising it, but they do it for 20 seconds, then they're into an activity, whether it's pads or whatever. And so they'll do something at the front on the bullies or the pads, and they'll do key on to go to the back of the line. And then they'll come to the front of the line and hit something, and they'll go to the back of the line doing key on. Um, so we take the time and go, I understand it's a hobby for you. Mm. You know, once you get to sort of junior brown belt, you're going to have to start up in your game if you like and, and turn it from a, a hobby to you know the, the passion word you know something I'm really into and I really want to do that I'm not going to play hockey on a Tuesday night I'm coming training yeah, uh, that's, 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 so there's two uh, things I just like to like maybe draw out there if that's yeah. alright Mike so um, so, uh, so one of the ones that just uh, this is just an observation because obviously this is a podcast people can yeah. hear us but they can't see us but but I've I've seen some of the uh, like you say the the, the drills you get people to do on the yeah. pads and stuff like that uh, you, you've got these what, what i would uh steal in a phrase from brian seabright the, what i would call <laughs> these repetition by stealth drills yeah so so that they yeah. do key on without realizing they're doing key on they've got little yeah. pad drills and movement drills and all this kind of stuff yeah. so 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 th there's that which is is a you know a clever way of doing things and i think as one of the things when you're talking about kids as well is this junior black belt thing is always yeah. a is, a, is a, a tricky issue where you, you know you get people who've been they've trained for 18 months they've got a black yeah. belt and they're eight years old and there's all yeah. endless problems with that so yeah so and you have it you've got a really success, successful group you've got good numbers the technical standards are good and you were saying it takes on average eight years to reach junior black belt yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, 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 depends on their age you know if they, again one of the things we do if they start when they're six they start as white belts if they start when they're they're seven going eight they start as yellow belts so we, we kind of age stream it to start with. Mm. But if somebody joins me, in fact, they can join me before now. We're doing panda tots now at three years old, but um, I don't teach that one. Um, <laughs> but if they, if they come in at six into the karate kids class, 
we expect them to be junior black belt by the time they're 14. Yeah. Okay, and then we say to them, there's a couple of years, two stroke, three years progression to get to senior dang grade. Fantastic. No, I, that, that, and that, to me, they, uh, that's... Uh, that's how it should be done. You know, I always like the yeah. old judo model where if you got a junior black belt, that was worth, you know, equivalent of, you know, higher Q grade. But yeah, there, was, there was never the idea yeah. that you'd, you'd jump from one to the other. And that, that's pretty much how I've tried to set up our... Well, the, uh, uh, for our junior black belt, they'll do Kushanku. Yeah. Okay. And then straight after that, then they feed into the adult class and then we're going on to Nihanchi Seishan, Chinto. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for, their, for their adult dangle. So another sort of 24, 36 months afterwards to, to, to get there. Um, and you're not losing them there, Mike. I take it when they make the transition, they're happy with it. And well, some, so, sometimes we do, you know, you've got to be honest. Some, sometimes they go, I've got my junior black belt, I'm happy now, I'd rather go and play football. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, look, you know, you've been here six years, thanks very much. You know, we've, we've changed you from a six year old to a young a young man, a young woman. Um, you, 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 you know, I know you're fairly competent in terms of punching and kicking because you've been here for six years. Um, you know, off you go. I wish you all the best. If you want to come back, we're always, the door's always open. Um, the, the, the other way is people go, right, I've got that. I'm going on now. I'm going to say, right, okay, now we start teaching the proper stuff now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, <laughs> you know, we touch you the, the, you know, some of the, the bunkai stuff. You know, we change the technique to more effective, more adult-based techniques. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes, and, um, yeah, no, I love that. That'll be interesting for a lot of people to hear. You know the, the way you um, approach that, and I, I, with the thing about them leaving as well. I mean, I always think with, with children, they're going to do one of two things. You know, they're they're going to get older and stay yeah. training with you. Yeah. So in which case, you can move on to the more adult stuff as they get older, as they become yeah. adults, having given them a good foundation, or they leave. And if they leave, you'd like to think, well, the time in karate was something they got value from. You know. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. Are we okay to move on to precept four, Mike? Yeah. Of course. Okay? No problem. Yeah. So so uh, uh, precept four is make them feel fantastic uh, every lesson, and they come back yeah okay so um i can talk forever on this and if you want a podcast that lasts four hours just ask me about <laughs> precept four okay so one of the first things that, that, that uh, kind of goes into my head is why do sportsmen get paid so much okay which kind of sounds a bit odd but it drives me insane why does harry kane get paid x million why does cristiano rialdo get paid a million pounds a week month whatever it is okay because they don't do anything really they, they have a great time they enjoy themselves they do the thing they love and then somebody goes and goes is a thousand pounds an hour uh, and why does a nurse who does great work get paid so little in comparison so one of the things that i've kind of picked up over the years is people love having their state changed okay mm -hmm. so uh, as a, a an adult Okay, when was the last time you stood on a chair, jumped up, screamed at the ceiling, shook your arms and said, yeah, yeah, oh, that's brilliant, oh, fantastic, yeah, and go, go, like, I'm trying not to shout too loud, but when was the last time you really kind of let go with sheer elation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the time probably for 30 million people in the UK was when Harry Kane scored his goal, <laughs> when uh, right, yeah. Dyer scored yeah. the penalty goal to get through the penalty thing. So what they did was they changed the state of 30 million people yeah. 30 million people or certainly a large percentage of them will pay money for that feeling mm. okay so for the feeling of being uh, totally joyous um so if you'll pay your monthly subscription to sky tv and get you you get to watch your team and jump up and down and feel great then you that's worth the, the financial exchange and it's a common sort of human trait everybody likes to feel good 
and most of your life you don't feel good really you just mm. kind of feel you get through the day you, you do your tasks you get to the end of it sometimes you go that was okay sometimes something goes wrong and you feel awful mm. um so one of the key things that we do at team black Belt, and i think it's a real good practice to do is every time somebody walks through the door whatever day they've had whatever day you've had your job is that when they leave they feel fantastic yeah Okay, so they've been praised, they've been welcomed, they've been smiled at, they've been told whether they're, they're good at something, whether it's a star jump, whether it's a, a roundhouse kick, whether it's a punch that was on target, whether they were the loudest kid in the room, whether they gave a tag belt back to and help another child, whatever it is that you can pick up to that they feel when they leave the room, I, I feel great, I'm 10 feet tall. Because you can always remember the training sessions where you come out feeling, you know, one of my sort of old memories is doing a Dominic Valera and Tiki Donovan session. And I came out of that session two hours later like I was dead, but felt like I was 20 feet tall. I could take on the world. I did yeah. things in that session that I'd never done before. And I just felt brilliant. And I kind of think a lot of times when we do martial arts we, uh, and karate, we go, there's the syllabus, that's what you've got to learn. Okay, let's learn it. It's kind of a bit like if I do the podcast with this much <laughs> energy, okay? And uh, you, you know, I, I, I hope they haven't turned off. But if we did a podcast like that, people would be like, oh, God, I can't listen to this. He's doing my head in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're not making them feel any better. No, that's a re really good. Option. I mean, I th I think. See, for me, I enjoy teaching, so that comes yeah. across. And I think yeah. some people can kind of, you know, he's enjoying himself, we're enjoying yeah. ourselves. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, everybody has a, a has a better time, and I don't think as well. Um, I did a podcast on this maybe a decade ago, saying that fun is the best kept secret in martial oh, arts. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, just no one likes to admit it. No one likes to, you know, it, it, they all want more more serious or, or, or dire uh, dour reasons for. Uh, for for, for 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 training or for, for yeah. why we do, it. but it doesn't distract from the end result either. You can have you can have loads of fun while you're doing it, yeah. and still end up like being more competent than the person who has a boring, miserable Absolutely. time over there. You can Absolutely. make things that are terrifying fun, challenging fun, difficult fun. So yeah, no, this is uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. And and with kids, you know, all all all, all the more so. I noticed in your notes, Mike, as well. You've got this observation about the it, like uh, tiger cubs and the animal. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, I just I, I couldn't let this precept go without hitting on that one because it's a, it's a really good point. So if you wouldn't mind sharing that with our yeah, sure, listeners, yeah. sure. So uh, it, it, this is kind of I picked this up off, off Rory Miller, so it's not mine. Um, but but you know, one of the things he says is people learn through play in the animal kingdom. We don't have lessons on how to be a tiger, you know, or a, a lion. The the, the 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 cubs play with each other and they you know they sweep each other's legs away from them and they pounce on a on a moth that's going by they just play and later on that play a year later two years later turns into their leg sweeping a deer and ripping its throat out so you know if we had a school for tiger cubs if the if they if the mum tiger cub lined them all up and said right now we're going to do slide step ashibarai sweep <laughs> what do you want about mum <laughs> mental yeah. you're just going to play <laughs> you know and then i'm going to trip my brother up and he's going to trip me up and we know how it works now so sort of in the animal kingdom they play they learn their combative skills if that's what they need through through play uh, and and kind of sometimes as martial artists, especially with kids, and, and I know with adults it works too. Is if we can, the more we can play, the better people will get. I mean, we use um, 
uh, just, just one thing. Instead of sparring, because I don't spar with my kids, but we use tag belts. We use the rugby tag belts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we play tag. But if you look at competition karate, and, and you know, uh, that that's... I used to do a lot, and, I, and I'm happy with it. I'm old now, and I don't. But why get them to move in the same way that we do, we do competition karate without doing a lot of drills? And what I do is I put a tag belt on him and say, right, get his tag off him. Just just square up, if you like, in, in you know, left stance each, black belt bouncing, take the tag. And then all of a sudden, they're blocking arms, coming towards them, they're moving, yeah. they're avoiding and evading. So it's just play. But what it then leads to is later on when they're 14 plus, and we go, right, get the mitts on, let's spar. They They've all, got those attributes. They've got they the skills win. from the games. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I just think it's really important to, to, to make it as playful as you can, really. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, uh, and well, as, as you know, and I'm sure a lot listen now, I, I do the exact same thing with the adults. One of the first uh, gripping drills I do is a drill we call playing for grips. And I use the word play deliberately. I don't want them fighting yeah. for grips. I want them playing. No. Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 so they learn. I always have this thing that any, any productive drill should be, you know, it's got three requirements. It should be safe, it should be productive, and it should be fun. Yeah. Because the, the ones that people enjoy, and, and like, you know, I always, it's, um, it was a private conversation I had with um, Dan Anderson if US you know freestyle karate right. where he said he says that most people teach sparring he said in the same way the Romans taught the Christians to deal with lions <laughs> you know yeah, what he said I thought, yeah, yeah. exactly just throw you yeah. in the deep end and you'll learn and what people yeah. learn is I can't do it it's terrifying I don't want to do it yeah and I get hurt build it up <laughs> gradually and it, yeah. even more so with the children if you can make like a, a, a games out of things like yeah. um, that develop uh, usable skills and, 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 and again I, I know there'll be some listener to this I think no no it's a serious business you shouldn't make it into a game but you, you, you can and you can make it enjoyable and, and, and productive and then they develop real usable uh, skills at whatever level at whatever age yeah. so yeah I think that's a really good point uh, I Bob mean uh, you know we, I, I'm kind of fun and jokey and trying to keep lots of energy and stuff believe me I'm really serious about my karate Yeah, it, you know I, I come from the lineage where you were serious about it where you didn't get anywhere <laughs> and uh, you know I had one of my parents talk to me oh I'm going probably going back a couple of years and he said when, when does it get serious and I just looked at him and said, I'm always serious. <laughs> it's always serious. Everything I do is serious. But I make it fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and he kind of just he just kind of stepped back and looked back and thought, oh, is he, am I going to hit him? Because I've, I've been insulted. <laughs> I just said, no, I genuinely mean it. I'm very serious about what I do. But if they don't come next week, there's no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it kind of keeps coming back to this. Keep them coming. Keep them interested. Keep them motivated. And you can you can lead them as a good instructor. You can lead them to where you want to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, if your objective is to make them as good as you can possibly make them, as you as you've quite eloquently yeah. pointed out, you can't do that if they're not there. Yeah. And you can't do that if they don't engage with it with full passion and enthusiasm. And by yeah. making it fun, you can get them to do both of those. Yeah, those things. So one of my teachers used to say, he says this is good training, good teaching. He says he's eighty percent training and twenty percent entertaining. Yeah, and, and, and that, that nice. always stuck with me, you know. So, so like even with the adults, when I do this, with, you know, the kids, I'm, it's another level. I, that's why. See, now I've got back into teaching kids. I, I'm wondering <laughs> why I ever stopped because I just realised how much fun it is. Oh, you know? yeah, I love it. Love yeah, I was w- with the kids last night. It's it's one of my favourite classes of the week. You know, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. But even with the adults, you know, you, you can you can crack a joke, you can have a bit of fun, you can, you know, it's um, yeah, yeah. Which which again, you know, I think that again nicely leads us on to uh, your fifth precept as well, Mike. Yeah. You know? So it, it doesn't need to be dour, and but you can no. still have the di- the discipline. So your yeah. your fifth precept is uh, discipline is correct behaviour at the correct time. Yeah. 
So uh, I kind of, when I knew I was going to do the podcast, I did a little thing on uh, Facebook and just put, you know, what questions do you want me to, uh, to, 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 to answer? And discipline came back as the, mm. you know, like seven out of ten things, or what do I do with, with discipline? Um, and, and I think you have to kind of remember a little bit is, is that if they're not doing the behavior you want, it's not because they're little aura bags. You know, they're just not doing that behavior at, at that time. Um, and so the, the, the way that you structure your class and the engagement that you have people with, with, with children tends to lead to less disciplinary problems. Mm. Um, and, and disciplinary problems is they're not doing what you want them to do. It's not that they're, 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 you know, they're out there stabbing people. This isn't a discipline. You know, I, I, I struggle with the word discipline a little bit, to tell you the truth, because I, I tend to think, it, you know, you will do this and you will do that. And it's, oh, it's not quite, that's not bringing them along with you. That's ditching them with a stick. Yeah. Um, so I kind of think you have to kind of weigh up a lot of the time what their needs are and are you meeting them. Okay, because from my experience, no kid is ever misbehaved while they're playing Xbox. <laughs> okay. fantastic observation yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant <laughs> they're yeah. not they're fully engaged they're fully immersed they're listening they're using their thumbs they're, they're you know it's visual it's auditory um so no child is picking their nose and looking outside or punching the kid in front of them when they're on an xbox because they're immersed in it and I, I think what happens is if they're not immersed in it then they wander and some kids wander quicker and more uh, and further the less engaged they are and it's just trying to, you know, am I doing the right thing as, a, as an instructor or are we trying to make them do 20 minutes worth of stuff that they ain't interested in and don't see any value in? Mm. So uh, as soon as you get to that, then you end up with kids, you know, oh, I'm not happy, I'm bored, I'm going to... And they're really fast, they're really fast. If you don't engage them, it's not proper, they just leave. Mm. It's, it's, really, it's really fast. So, um, you know, I, I think from day one is marking your stall out as an instructor... And one of the things I do with every student is once they've done their intro lesson, and people use trial lessons, right? What's a trial? Well, it's something really bad. You get put in jail after <laughs> it. Okay, so I always use an intro lesson. So if you want to come along and do a free intro lesson, that's fine. We'll introduce you. We'll introduce to you. But once they've done the intro lesson, and my other half is fed up of me saying this because I've been saying it for 10 years, you know, I come in and say, right, I've got really important questions to ask you. Okay, and the answer is yes, sir, or no, sir. Now you can you can t you know th those are the only two answers, and they're really important. And it's important that you say yes sir or no sir, because we're always polite when we go to karate. I'm always polite to my instructor. You're going to be polite to me. And right off on day one, you know, hour one, I'm telling them how the land lies. Yeah. And off the next the next thing I say to them is right. Are you ready for the really important question? And they go, mm. and I go yes sir or no sir. Oh, yes, sir. Right. So the most important question, did you have a nice time? And then they light up there. Oh, 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 that's the most important thing. <laughs> Do you want to come back next week? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. So then I say, well, there's some rules here. This isn't like school. Okay. You don't have to come here. And the really good news is I don't have to teach you. <laughs> right so if you don't behave properly and i will ask you to do things and as long as you do them that's fine if you don't want to do them for any reason that's fine too but you just don't have to come yeah 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 and and so it's kind of setting it out right on day one that these are the parameters when you're here you do as you're asked okay and if you don't do as you're asked then you're asked to leave yeah 
Yeah. Now, you know, we, again, later on, we, I think it's 11 or 12 precepts is parents staying. So we, we always have our parents stay. And I bring the parents in when I'm having the conversation with the, the child. And I say, if he doesn't want to come, don't bring him. Yeah. If he doesn't want to behaving, behave in the, the structured way in which we teach, don't bring him. Yeah, it's not for everybody. But once you're here, if you want to be here and you want to do all the cool things, and I say to him, if you, if you know, and the next part of it is, I'm just kind of backtrack a little bit, is after that, I'm saying to them, we only have well-behaved children here. I don't, I can't teach people who are badly behaved kicking and punching because it's not mm. safe. And if you go to school and you're kicking and punching, it's not safe. I say, so we only have well-behaved children. I say, are you well-behaved? <laughs> they go, uh... <laughs> yes, sir, or no, sir. Yes, sir, no, sir. <laughs> and they go, yes, sir. And I go, I can check. And then I just look up at the parents. And I go, so mostly. I say, so look, you need to be well-behaved here, or you can't come. You need to be well-behaved at school, or you can't come. You need to be well-behaved at home, or you can't come. Mm. Now, if you've liked what you've done, you've really enjoyed it, and you've had a great time, and you've run around, and you've learned some stuff, and you've punched some things, and you've elbowed some things, guess what? That's kind of a little bit of a small sacrifice to do what you're asked in return for getting all these, I feel fantastic today, and I've really been engaged with, and somebody's told me that I'm good for the first time today. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So kind of trying to set the the stall out what i'll also do is if we do get some you know and you do get it you can't you know it's not no, no perfect world anywhere and we do have kids that you know all of a sudden are doing something that you don't want them to do or, or look in the wrong way or whatever and 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 it'll either go right two star jumps good don't do that again okay or it'll be um you know it's a more serious thing and i'll t say to them right you've got a yellow card what happens if you get another yellow card or get sent off because they understand football yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that behavior is not what i want there's a yellow card. It's just a bit of a one. And I'll do it, but I don't yell across. Oh, you're a useless person, you know. Yeah. It's kind of, come here. Right, yellow card for that. Don't do that again. Otherwise, a yellow card, what happens then? You're off. That's right. And that, that's it. And, and so for uh, general class discipline, I think if the structure's right, if they're engaged right, if they've been pre-educated, if you like, about what's expected of them, we have very, very few discipline-type type problems. Yeah? Um and I also do, you know, when you do Norate, attention stance, that's attention stance. That means stand still. Yeah, and we'll stand yeah. at the front of the class just for a minute. And I go, stand still. No, oh, stand still. Don't move. Why are you moving? Why are you moving? Because it sets the form out that when I say I want you to do something, that's it. And I go, if I can't teach you to stand still, we're in real trouble here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and go, oh, okay. And, and with the younger ones, still as a statue. Yeah. Okay, I want you to stand as still as a statue. And feet out, feet out like a penguin. <laughs> I yeah. So I don't know why the Japanese want you to stand like a penguin, but they do. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you play it. So we go, you know, set is, is our narrow position for the kids. We just shout set. And go feet pointing out like a, and they'll go, penguin. Still as a statue. So they, they know what's expected, if you like, all the way. And we're trying to make it fun, but reinforced it. Fantastic. Um, you know, so uh, don't touch wood. Don't have many major discipline problem because the structure's there they know what's expected um it kind of it's almost like this zero tolerance that uh, the mayor of new york had at one stage you know we're going to put you in jail for um for graffiti you know um it's kind of well if you can't stand still then you know you might get a yellow card if you move again and it's oh, okay i'll do as i'm do as i'm asked and i always say do as you're asked not do as you're told so
Yeah, not lovely. And, and as you say, none of that gets in the way of their fun and the enjoyment. It makes it more productive, and obviously they get benefits from. Yeah, uh, kids, you know, kids love rules. Yeah, kids love rules because it gives them safety and structure and, and security of knowing what's the correct behaviour at the correct time. They just they you know you send ten kids out in the garden to play within within minutes there'll be a rule there'll be a safe zone <laughs> you can't tag them on the leg because that's against the rules this bit's a this bit's lava and that bit there'll be rules straight away they just do it on their own yeah yeah but if you just go well these are the rules dum 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 that's it awesome um, cool <laughs> right. So, uh, so precept six is that uh, children's education and lives are already structured and it's advantageous to work with that structure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one of the things when I first started uh, w- teaching and 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 uh, creating Team Black Belt was, I kind of thought I had to be here fifty-two weeks of the year, and I kind of thought I had to, you know, just uh, be be a non-stop machine because again, go back to the the seventies. You know, if you had a day off for Christmas, that was kind of you had a lazy day, didn't you? Mm. Um, so uh, my thoughts were, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I've got to be open, I've got to be open, I've got to be open. I've just got to keep doing it and keep doing it. Children aren't like that at all. They they have no concept of this idea at all, which is kind of good news. Um, their lives, their their children, the way children live are based around school terms. All right, so. Um, there's six weeks there's a holiday there's six weeks there's a holiday there's six weeks there's a holiday there's a big long holiday Mm. and then there's then there's another six weeks then there's a holiday then there's then there's christmas so um one of the things that i did originally was i just went right we're open 50 oh i didn't take a night off i didn't be closed blah 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 just it just didn't turn up we're on holiday this week okay normal classes 20 three people turn up okay what's going on here then so after a while it kind of took a bit of a, a, a you know <laughs> them training me is 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 we don't do that <laughs> we we you know and as a, a, a an adult in the working world by that i mean you know you get up at seven o'clock and you go to work and you come home at five o'clock and you do that for 48 weeks of the year if you're lucky um and that's your uh understanding of how the world works yeah. children's entirely different entirely different um so you know they they'll do terms they'll have breaks in the middle of it at the end of a term they want a fun day because they have one at school well why aren't we having fun day we're off for two weeks oh <laughs> yeah well, well where's the prom <laughs> where's the prom you know where's the doge where's the disco you're like well okay so it took took a long time for me to kind of just relax a little bit more with this so um you know children's uh education lives and and therefore the mum's lives and therefore you know the the whole environment we're talking about is governed by the way schools operate Hmm. and when schools are not in they're either on holiday or they go to grandma's or they're out with their mates playing if they're old enough or they're playing xbox in the bedroom till midnight but you know so one of the things that I was very aware of is that I, by trying to do 52 weeks of the year, which I was burning myself out anyway, um, I'd never appreciated teachers having so much holiday until I, will, or until I was one. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, God, no wonder I've done six weeks of this solid now. My brain's starting to fade. <laughs> so uh, I, we do take holidays. We train for uh, with the kids' classes. I think we commit to doing 42 weeks a year. Yeah. So I don't take six weeks out in the summer, although I know one of my uh in fact quite a few around here local schools um because of the way the council set up is they close the schools during the school holidays 
So if you teach in a school gym or a school uh, hall, you, you can't you can't have it over the summer anyway. And that is not, you know, the, the first time this happened was a, a friend of mine was, uh, they, they told him with a week to go, oh, by the way, we're closed for the next six weeks. He's like, what do you mean? You, you know, I'll have no karate school when I get back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and all Zatton was, he closed for six weeks, worried himself to death. On the on the day they all started back at school, they all turned up at his dojo. <laughs> that's so, like, well, that's, yeah, because that's what they do. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do. They, you go to, you know, when you go to school after school, you go to karate. If there's no school, you don't go to karate. So it's kind of you know th their lives are already structured, and I think um, we uh, uh, as karate instructors can. I want to say take advantage of it because it sounds like a negative thing. But if you're saying to them, look, you, if you don't come next week, you're going to miss something. And if you miss that something, you're not going to get to practice it. And then you're not going to take your grade in because you've missed it. They're like, well, well we're on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, when we do, uh, when we are training and the schools are on holiday, it's always a fun week. It's always a sword fighting week or a tag belt week or, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or even or even pad week. You know, we we just try and mix up the fun week or learning to do jumping kicks week, so that it's an outside the syllabus activity that's really more fun than karate, if you like. Um, but it's still got that undercurrent there all the time. Yeah, it fits with the the wider lives that they're living at that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that makes it's, sense. Yeah, because with with kids especially, you're a hobby. And as they get older and then they get more and more into it, then they become more serious. I've got kids that are serious now. They're 10 years old and they're here every, t every, every time the blooming doors open, they want to be through the doors. And that's great. But for every one of those, I've probably got 25 where it's a Thursday night and a Tuesday night after school class, mm. you know, and they're not into it in the same way. And the idea is that, you know, th these people, are, I don't say, well, they're never going to be karate count. Hold on a minute. We're we're giving them all the benefits that that karate gets, and yeah, they may never turn into what you would call karateka at the end of the day. But they're getting all the value out of it. They're getting the value systems. They're getting the structure. They're getting the say yes sir and no sir to an instructor. They're getting good camaraderie with it. They're, all the value system that they value, they're getting. Yeah, and that's a positive impact on a on a yeah. child's life as well. Yeah. I also think as well, you you can't. It's not right. Sometimes you know you do get the guy who comes to karate because his friends are doing it and he's it's not really yeah. his thing but he can grow yeah. into being his thing you know absolutely and, and i think for, for me one of the, just she talking generally one of the problems i had is when i started karate within the first few months ago and i thought yeah this is it i've found my calling this is yeah. this is the thing that fascinates me and engages me and then when i started teaching i had a problem realizing that not everybody's like me that's right. You know, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I couldn't understand. You know, why aren't you doing what I want you to do? Why? And then it was that realization that they like, say different people want different things from it, and then being open to that. So, but yeah, this is this is really useful for me, Mike, because uh, that precept six is not something I've I've considered. You know, right. I, yeah. you know, I, I have the same, uh, like, say, I've recently started the kids' class again, and my intention was exactly to do that. I will just yeah. um, teach as I'm living as an adult, and not teach yeah. so it fits in with their lifestyle as children. So that that one's a really good one, and it means I get a few weeks off, Mike. Well, it means you get a few weeks <laughs> off. That's, that's perfect. Um, and if you're doing monthly, it still means you get paid because they're paying for 42 le 42 lessons across the year. So you, your income doesn't change. Um, and we're not into talking about the business side of it, really. But, you know, I would always say monthly monthly charge. But, that, you know, that's that's, that's a, another another subject, probably. Um, but, um, you know, 
it, we take eight years to get to black belt. Why, why make them train 52 weeks of the year that doesn't fit with them? And then make them a black belt in four years, so they leave and go and do gymnastics or something. <laughs> that's, that's, it's like, well, hold on a minute, yeah, that no, doesn't make right. any sense. Yeah, doesn't make right. any sense. Uh, well, and the plus side of that is as well, of course, is you see it involves all those problems that teaching martial arts to children's that you know the the, the the purists in inverted commas would you yeah. know, have this thing about you know how can you have a a twelve year old black belt and blah blah, which is yeah. it's true, you know. So, but the the idea of of, of worse still, you know, four year old, five year old one. Um, but the way that you've structured this, you know, um, again, eight years to a damn grade, that, that's a, a worthwhile achievement. It fits yeah. with the lifestyle, that they're enjoying it, they're getting benefits from it, yeah. and, you, and you avoid all of the pitfalls with it as well. So Yeah, and, and you, you're not getting stressed, are you? You're not, you know, you're not getting the child stressed, you're not getting the mum stressed. You know, uh, it, it just works much better to go, actually, they've got a system of living, let's fit into it. Mm. And everybody's, every, you know, I've got on the bottom of my thing, it's like win, win, win. They win, the parents win, you win. Yeah. It's like, well, why, why wouldn't you? And I'm not saying, you know, always closed, because one, you know, one of the little slogans floats around is a martial arts school that's always closed, always closed. You know, um, it's kind of, you just pick your, pick your, you know, we're going to be closed at Easter for two weeks. We're going to be closed at Christmas for two weeks, and I'm going on holiday in, 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 in August. You know, and, and it becomes a much more sensible way of, uh, of running a school, a, a business um, that, that fits in with, they expect that. They expect you to be closed. Just so about, like, a, a, a personal observation of that. This is last night, right? So this is I taught yeah. my kids t- children's class last night. So it's been my favourite class of the week. You know, I've got a lovely set of kids. Really enjoy working with them. The the great. Last night, the 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 behaviour was not as good as it normally was. You know, there was right. yeah, I had to be on them a yeah. little bit more. You know, they're yeah. still you know they the, the, the did good, but normally they've, yeah. they've got this thing now. They line up fast. They do you know, but it was just a little bit off. You know, and at the yeah. end of the class, I turned to Becky and go, she says, uh, so yeah, it was hard to work keeping them in line tonight. And she just looks at me and she says, yeah, yeah, it's it's the start of the school holidays. And I went, yeah, end of term. There, there we go. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it's exactly this. Well, it's the end of term, so we we, <laughs> we, 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 we have fun. We blow off. Steam, we don't, you know what I mean. We do our thing yeah. now, yeah. you know. So it was, it was just, you know, indicative of what they'd been doing at, at, at you know, at school that week. Yeah, it was, yeah, they'd been playing games, class, and dressing you know? up. Yeah. yeah, well, and if I'd been <laughs> smart, you know, what I could have yeah. done is, okay, well, we'll have a fun night tonight, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah, brilliant. Precept seven, okay. Mike. Are we okay to move on to that one? Yeah, okay. So again, follow it, it, it's it's uh, follow the school systems, okay? Because they're they're kind of the experts, if you like, in teach uh, allegedly. They, they've been teaching kids since, since the education system, I think, started in when the 20s, maybe before that even. But, um, you know, schools in the UK certainly structured like this. And I don't know about the rest of the world, but but they'll follow something along the same the same lines is their preschool places so under fives. Mm. There'll be infant schools that are five to seven, something like that, five to eight junior schools, eight to eleven. Senior schools, 11 to 16, adult colleges, 16 to 18, and then off on to university, which is you're a full adult and you're, mm. you're supposed to know what you're doing. So, um, you know, the, the, the Boy Scouts, the Boy Scout movement, they have cubs for under sixes. They have, uh, the, I can't remember the next level, uh, they'd, be, they'd be scouts from about the age of 11. Yeah, there's a beavers as well be, now. Is it uh, beaver, that's right, like beavers. Well, yeah. Cubs, yeah. Scouts, Venture Scouts, and then Leadership, I think, in the Scout movement. So the, uh, the Brownies is exactly the same. So, uh, you know, these are worldwide teaching organizations uh, and, and national government-approved school structures 
across the world. And then as Karateka, we go, nope, we'll put everybody in the same class. Mm. We'll have the five-year-old with the 50-year-old. We'll have the six-foot-two person with the four-foot-two person. It, it doesn't make any sense. So kind of one, my, my precept for seven is just follow the school pro- programs. They're the experts. And it feeds back into the next, you know, the previous precept is that their educational structure is that way. They expect to go to an infant school. They expect to go to a junior school. They expect to go to a senior school. And it kind of, if you set martial art classes out in that in, in the same way, so from... I don't know. You can do early classes if you want for for uh, the very young ones. We start at, at five o'clock, so we can do five o'clock for our our dragons class, uh, which is uh, five and six year olds. Then we do seven and eight uh, seven and eight year olds, nine and ten, and and then we, we just you know we have a a, uh, a time allocation slot for a forty five minute class for an age group. And then as the age gets older, the class gets a bit longer. We go to an hour class and then the adults is an hour and 15 at the end, you know. So um, we then run structured classes for for those people. And again, over the years, I've developed that look, if somebody comes in at, at, at six years old, we start them as a white belt. If they come in at seven years old, they, they, it's three belts later, they come in a, a, as um, an orange belt. If they come in... A, nine or ten years old or a little bit older they start as an orange belt so and again the things that what do you do there mike i presume the wear a white belt then the grade the first belt that grade two would be orange is that how you do it no the first belt the the way we do it again it's school terms okay so we do uh so every color belt has this this pattern to it so let's say yellow so we do a yellow and white yellow yellow and black Hmm next year or the next term following we'll do orange and white orange orange and black hmm. green and white green green and black so there's three school terms 12 weeks a term yeah uh, and and so as their age and what, what because you're taking a long period of time to teach them what they learn what you know if you give a i don't know you give a task to a five-year-old um it takes them i don't know three weeks to learn it you can give the same task to an eight-year-old, learn it in ten minutes. Yeah. Give it to an adult and learn it in two minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what we're kind of doing is going well. Developmentally, a seven-year-old has been on the earth thirty percent longer than a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So we go, okay, well, look, there's some credit for that. Although you've only, you joined us a bit later, um, and it kind of builds back into the syllabus where we're going. Look, um, just for roundhouse kicks. Okay. So our and it's not quite like this, but this is just to, to just explain it quite quite simply. So we will have somebody do it. So the, the youngest children will stand still, lift their knee to the side, and do a roundhouse kick. And they'll hit a pad or the target, the, the uh, standing bag. So they'll stand still, lift the knee up, extend their leg. The next group will go from stance and do a slide step, lift their knee up, kick their bag. Hmm. The next age group will do back leg roundhouse kick. So the fact that our five and six-year-olds are standing still doing a roundhouse kick, they're getting used to lifting their knee, having the correct foot position, having the correct knee position, keeping their arms up like ice creams. (laughs) (laughs) Two ice creams. What happens if you wave your arms? What happens if you wave your ice creams about? They fall on the floor. Your arms up. (laughs) Um, so, um, So our youngest class the movements that they do are very simplified versions of the next class. Yeah. The, the next class will do very simplified versions of the next class. 
you know, and by the time they're taking junior black belt, it's, you know, for the kids, you know, 540 jumping, spinning, what's it kicks. So, you know, by the, uh, an eight-year-old can stand still, lift his knee up and do the roundhouse kick, the same as a five-year-old can, but it takes him two minutes to learn it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so you're, you're taking in their, to account their uh, the intrinsic abilities they're going to have yeah. at that age range. Yeah. yeah. So, so just so I, I can understand on the, the grading things, so if you had, like, yeah. say, um, an eight-year-old who comes yeah. in for his first class yeah, and, and he's got this credit, so how, do, how does his... What what so does he start with a white belt? How does he? How does it, he? It, when, when he joins, we we uh, they, they do a joining pack, so they'll get a, uh, a suit with their name in, uh, embroidered on it and their logo embroidered. On it. They'll get their mitts and they get a bag to put it all in, um, and then he'll uh, they'll come on. You know, once they've said yes, we want to do it, and they sign the monthly thing, uh, and there's a one month cancellation. So if you leave, you leave. I don't don't do any of this contract nonsense mm. and all that sort of stuff. We just do monthly fees, so they haven't got to it down the back of the settee for for money um to come to class so um but when he joins up he gets his suit and he gets his suit with a white belt yeah. he'll train for 12 weeks and then he'll take his first grade in for him it'll be an orange and white belt i'm with you yeah yeah i see that yeah, yeah. very good yeah and, and that makes sense because of the way that you've got it it's it structured so they can slot yeah. in quite naturally at yes. that point yeah i understand yeah. what you're saying now yeah. yeah yeah very clever that's a very um <laughs> well-structured system and as you say it, it fits with the uh, the way they divide things up at school it takes yeah. into account the, the injuries they are and i like the fact that you're not trying to get children of of every age range trying to, to do the same thing you yeah. know what i mean that's uh, yeah. yeah that's very well thought through mike i'm impressed that's um, um <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to get too deep into the the, the syllabus so i'll maybe leave that there yeah but, yeah but, okay. but um but that might okay. be something fine, yeah. maybe come back to a a future podcast and, and break it down a bit more because that that's um yeah it seems like a very yeah, clever sure. way to do it yeah love it love it uh, which I, again yeah. on the, the okay, precept eight, the precept eight would lead into the way that you treat yeah. things differently for for the children as well so your precept yeah. eight is uh teach the same thing to the same class at the same time so you yeah. mind expanding on that one as well okay so uh, we use uh, uh, i developed uh, uh, and it's not my original idea but i developed my own uh, rotating curriculum so for uh, any class any child in the class learns the same thing we do I teach they all learn that so if you want to evaluate it to school which is probably the easiest thing if today we're learning about the Romans what I don't do is teach three people about the Romans in the class two people about the Victorians and somebody else about archaeology yeah, I teach everybody in the class the same. Now, if at the end of the year, the school set, let's say the school sets out in January to say, look, we're going to teach Romans, Victorians, Tudors. Mm. Okay. So what they don't do is mix everybody up. They go, right, for the first term, we're going to teach Romans. And everyone in the class learns Romans. And then uh, Victorians and then Tudors. So the teacher's got one job, one syllabus to teach. Now then, because what they're doing is so similar and dissimilar at the same time. So, so let's say in the, uh, it's difficult to, to do this without talking about the curriculum. But if somebody, let's say in lesson in in term one, you do step and punch. So you do junzuki, oizuki, step and punch to uh, solar plexus. So I teach them, teach everyone in the class to do that. Class two, I might teach them to punch step and punch to the nose. So in term two, they learn step and punch to the nose. It's exactly the same as punching to the body. It's just the arms. Yeah, 20 degrees higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter if a child joins in term two 
and learns to step and punch to the nose, or he do, or or he's previously done step and punch to the body. Yeah. In term three, I might step, teach, and do a palm heel strike, Junzuki stance. So again, the the skill requirement of each term is very similar. So for in my case, for six terms, a child will go through this modules, Romans, Tudors, Saxons. Yeah. And then they'll move up a class into the next age group, and they'll learn six terms worth of things that are more difficult. Yeah. And then we'll learn up. We'll go up again to another six terms, and they'll learn things that are much more difficult. Yeah. So the progression is done as they get older and they move to the next next one yeah, as well. It, and I, as you say, within that level, it doesn't matter what order they learn the individual components of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just That's, as long as long as and again for. If you go back a few years, the, the, the teaching was, uh, you know, age range was 12 to 55, white belts to dang grades, three-hour-long class, nobody being taught, <laughs> nobody being taught anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or, or for the, the, the half an hour you're focusing on the dang grades, the, 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 the orange belts are kicking lumps out of each other or board stiff. Um, and the teaching became... You know, it was like oh, I don't know. I think you'd have to be a magician to try and keep everybody engaged fully. Yeah, doing you, need, you need class. a team of you, or it, it gets yeah. you know, incredibly difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to because like, obviously I've you know I've visited your dojo yeah. and I've, I've seen how you do this. So, so I know the level to which you've broken this down, which the listener yeah. may not. So if I was just for the benefit of the listeners, if I was to yeah. walk in your dojo now yeah. and say, what will be taught on Tuesday night in 2014, yeah. you'd yeah. be able to show me it. And not only that, I'd be able to pick it up. Any instructor would, and they'd know yeah. exactly what was taught on that class yeah. on that night. It's broken yeah. down to, 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 to that degree, which is, again, yeah. that's a degree of efficiency and organization you don't <laughs> see in, in, in many dojos. But but the results, you know, obviously you put a lot of work in to get that there. But the yeah. results speak for themselves because when you look at the standard of your your, your kids, it's it's obviously working. And and from an instructor's point of view, your instructors that work with you must find that so much easier as well. They, they, you know, they turn up, and they know exactly what they've got to do on any given night. You know. Well, on on uh, Thursday last week, so um, well, for changing the days of the podcast, my partner Helen, she was she was she was ill and she she got took into hospital. Um, so I rang round some of the uh, the the, the dangrades that are uh, the, the adult dangrades are with me and said, "Look, can you cover for me tonight?" And they just went, "Yeah, fine." So I, I, Helen's fine; everything was fine. She got full MOT now, so so it's all all right. Um, when I came I came into the dojo late on the Thursday, about nine o'clockish, and it's the end of the adults class. And I spoke to the dangrades that had taken the early classes. I said, "How did you get on?" They said, oh, it was great. We just went to the book, had a look what what week it is. Oh yeah, it's week eight. Um, that's what I've got to do. That's what I've got. To, that's what I've got to do. Good, fine, done. <laughs> and they did that with uh, the five-year-olds, the seven-year-olds, the nine-year-olds, the eleven-year-olds, and the adults. And it just—it was all there. So what I've got is—is is, uh, if uh, I've got eight years worth of curriculum, week by week. And I know which term it is. So I've got six terms. And if it's week three in term two, I can tell you what the kids are going to be doing. Um, so I can tell you what they're going to be doing in 2024. Mm. Um, you know, now, do I always stick to it? Is it as rigid as, as it sounds? No, because you go, actually, they need more work on the kicks than I'd, yeah, I'd anticipated. Yeah. We'll just change it. Actually, it's, it's 35 degrees in the shade outside. We're not going to do the running around like maniac stuff. 
we're going to change it and we're going to move you know week three becomes week week 10 yeah you know uh, and you've always got it's just a bit of paper with a cross on it but you've you know and and you, you ignore it or not ignore it but it just means the whole thing's structured yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, without being dogmatic, as you say, yeah. you know, you, you can, you, yeah. you've got you've got it all roughly mapped out. But but again, that degree of organisation must be great for all involved, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was you know, it's a bit of a lifesaver. I turn and say, you know, I'm I'm quite happy the the, the downgrades that I got would have gone in and taught a class. But what they actually did was taught the class that I would have taught, mm. you know, which is which is really nice. I mean, I've got all that videoed, and I'll, I'll talk to you later about the Team Black Belt Pro. But um, so every lesson, every term is all videoed. So if they're not sure, they can just click on the computer in the dojo and go, what, oh, what's, what's, <laughs> what's middle stance hammer fist? What, how, yeah. what does that look like? You know, because uh, you know middle middle stance hammer fist is different to front stance hammer fist because that's next terms. And that's that always just a general problem, and I think everyone can relate to this. It's, although allegedly, in any given dojo, we're all doing the same system style, yeah. you know, yeah. approach. We all know that you, we've all had this experience where one instructor will walk past you and go, your hand needs to be higher. <laughs> then the next one comes back and goes, your hand needs to be lower. Yeah. You know, and we're left confused. So the nice thing about what you're saying there is the, the instructors have a, um, a a reference for... I mean, obviously, they're instructors. They know what they're yeah, doing yeah. themselves. But you're saying, oh, this is specifically how I want this taught on Good. this given night. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah, very nice. Very nice. Excellent. Yeah. Precept 9, Mike, is that okay? Yeah, sure. So uh, gonna... uh, public praise, private correction. Okay, so listen, nobody likes to be given a rollicking, do they? Mm. Nobody likes to be called out, especially in front of other people. Um, so, you know, if I go, Abernethy, you're a plunker, you know, uh, we've done it on a podcast us. now. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world thinks. Yeah, you know, well, right. if, if they're not saying it, there's plenty thinking it, so yeah. <laughs> so nobody likes to be given a rollicking. So, one of the things that we do uh, as much as humanly possible is public praise private correction so a correction may be look you're not quite doing um you know the the attitude that you've got is not quite as good as i want it to be you've messed about a couple of times tonight i need you to change that behavior mm. um rather than standing there going you're a useless da, 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 in front of the class because it just makes people shrink and if i go back to the sort of precept one i want to improve people's lives so if i can correct somebody i just go, come and see me come and see me at the end now listen what's going on with you then why have you just had a bad and, and just having a bad day okay it, it's a great excuse for being able to tell a child off and let them off the hook and make the message go across hmm. yeah so you can say to them what's going on with you today you having a bad day or something and they go me dog died and you think oh shit <laughs> no wonder he's been distracted tonight <laughs> you know or you know if you just have a bad day you say oh well I have bad days as well next week you be on it and you can do that yeah. privately and quietly on one side because of the ethos that we're trying to make everybody feel great yeah one of the easiest ways to make things ian that's the best seminar i've ever been to yeah so if i say that to you on public and a web seminar uh, on, on the podcast you go actually i feel pretty good about that yeah yeah nice and it's dead easy to do yeah. and you know so what i like to try and do is public praise as much as i can you're the loudest in the class tonight well done good you're the most accurate kid in the class tonight. You were right on target with that. Your stance is coming on brilliantly. Mm. Yeah, and all the other kids go, why did they get praised? Well, oh, I'm going to make sure my stance isn't too narrow. Yeah, yeah. So we're always trying to build the self-worth. We're always trying to promote them um, into what they do uh, rather than, and it's dead easy to do, you know, listen, behave like that again, I'll throw you out. 
you know, mm. that's rubbish. That, what are you doing? What are you, what, you know to get your knee higher than that. It just grates with me, you know, because they just think, oh, crikey, I'm, I'm, I'm being put down. Yeah, you know, I might in front of my peers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think that trashes uh, any sort of confidence building that you're trying to, any self worth, you know, and 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 you have a a real big uh, responsibility as a as a karate instructor with children. I think you make such a massive positive difference, and if you're not careful, you can make such a massive negative dis- difference to someone. You know, you're not. That's not right. You're poor and, and I, I get sort of the instructors we're mixing with and you're mixing with more than I am um, it, they're good people and they've got good hearts but it is an easy mistake to fall into it's just stance is wrong but I've told you twice mm. oh, come on guys let's just try, try, show him how to correct his stance maybe do it nice and quietly uh, or you know kneel down and, and, and that's a really good thing because you're not talking about uh, them, them not getting um corrected they do get corrected they do yeah, get pulled yeah. up on bad behavior they yeah. do get pulled up on faults but, but yeah. you do so in a way that's um uh, productive uh, helpful and psychologically healthy yeah. and as you say it helps a group as well yeah because you know well as you say you know that that motivate with the carrot okay that child's just had some praise for something good i acknowledge that's something good yeah. i want to try and achieve the same thing you see a, a, de- a dead easy thing to do and just to prove the, the point to yourself is when your kids are doing some sort of warm-up make them shout Right, so we do star jumps. So they'll do a star jump count to five. Right, if I'm kind of, <laughs> if my brain's in gear properly, like I'm on the podcast, you know, I'm saying to them, "Well done, you're the loudest this week." What happens next? The next time they do star jumps, they're raising the roof. <laughs> yeah. If I say to them, "Well, that wasn't very good, was it?" You know, you, you're too quiet tonight. Do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get a, that's a, you get an entirely different effect. Yeah. 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 Uh, you were louder last week. Come on. It's a positive way of saying, come on, get you know, improve, get better. Um, but I think the public praise is worth so much to, 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 to anybody, really. And it's a part of this making you feel fantastic. And one of the great ways to make you feel, just tell them they've done something right. Because it might be the first, day or, first time all day or all week that this kid's been told he's done something right. Mm. You know, um, so, yeah. And it def- definitely works. I mean, I had that, like, say again, same thing last night. I was teaching the kids' class last night. They're all beginners. One of the kids has got this lovely angle coming on his roundhouse. So I said to him, okay, you demonstrate that, you know. Yeah. So he comes up in front of everybody. He shows everyone the roundhouse. Absolutely. He's be- be- beaming from ear to ear. Yeah. And then straight away after that, he goes back in the lines and everybody's roundhouse suddenly looks better because, yeah. you know, it's like, okay. Oh, you know, I, want, it's, I want that praise. I want yeah, that. That, that's, and of course, and then they get it, you know. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's much better. Yeah, no, well, it's it. Yeah, one of my little, one of my, my sort of little favourite um, things to say to them is, right, who's going to be an excellent example tonight? <laughs> who's going to be an excellent example? I am. I, I will, sir. Come on, hey, come then. Let's see it. Yeah, very good. Was that excellent? And the group are all going, yeah, yeah, right, off you go. So trying to make, some, and you know, sort of preempt them. Who's going to be excellent tonight? <laughs> it's kind of, oh, I am, I am, sir. <laughs> Out you come. But then, you know, exactly what happened to you last night. Then everybody goes, oh, that sounds to be excellent. Especially if you pick a kid who can do it well. It's one of these things I did, I did um, just on daftness a couple of weeks ago as well. I had the kids um, just working in pairs on trying to get the front stance right and just trying to help each other improve the stances, you know, so get yeah. them to think about what they're doing. And Anyway, one of the kids, he's only been coming a few weeks, but he, he just he knew exactly what a good front stance should be, you know, almost, right. um, you know, yeah, a bit longer, a bit wider, you know, da, da, da. And so I took my belt off and said, stick that on, I'm not needed here, you can do my job. <laughs> Brilliant. You know what I mean? So I just, I just like, it's a joke, so he puts my 
belt on, of course, it's hanging down by his knees, you see. Yeah, yeah. And, and then again, you know, you suddenly, it was, it, I didn't do it deliberately, I just did it because I thought it would be funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but yeah. Uh, but as soon as, oh, wow, you know, he's you can see his self-esteem jump, and then uh, all the other kids, uh, you know, instantly the front stances improve as well. So, yeah, it definitely works, and I, I, I like the way that you've... Uh, You've expressed that. There's a lot, yeah. of, lot of good stuff in that. That's good. And we do something that maybe some of the traditionalists will turn over in their graves at. Is we do Black Belt of the Week. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Every class, we choose somebody who's Black Belt. Come out the front, you were excellent. Da, da, da. I noticed you doing front kick beautifully. I noticed you were the loudest, strongest. You, were the, you helped somebody over there right at the start of the class. Even before the class started, you helped him and looked after him, and made sure his mitts were on properly. Your Black Belt of the Week. Come out the front. That's why. Um, so and then they get to wear the black belt next week. Yeah, that's a really fun. good. Christopher, who runs a, a yeah. Gojira club, and he has a, a student of the week belt that's embroidered. Right. So nice. that's you know, the, and, and it does the same thing. So they, they get it, you know, for, um, for 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 each each given week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we did so we did so we we did occasionally, and we don't do it very often because it. I just have to be, you know, you have to be a bit careful with taking photographs of kids and stuff. We started doing Black Belt of the Week and standing up next to the logo, and then is it okay to 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 post it on Facebook? Yeah, so yeah. Black Belt of the week. yeah. Yeah. So we always check with the parents. We do. I don't do it very often because it's a bit onerous, to be honest. It's kind of like I'm trying to do twenty of them a week. It's kind of like, ugh, posting them all and getting permissions and all that sort of stuff. So, but it was just something that we did, you know, for a short period of time that that seemed to be, and the parents shared it. So, oh look at little Jimmy! He's got his black belt of the week. Oh, where's you, crappy? Oh, he's got his black belt. You're off and running, you see. But um, so, but again, public, yeah. public praise, public thing, and then the the, the parents go, um, you know, oh little Jimmy got black belt of the week this week, and they're talking about it at the school gates and all that sort of thing. Yeah, very good. And which brings us to the next one, yeah. the final one we've got there. So precept ten: parents sustain class. Yeah. Um, so you've you've seen our dojo. We have the facility to to have a little parents area. Um, especially with the, the younger kids once they get to 11 and they're off on their own at school and all that sort of stuff I'm not too too pedantic with it but we we ask the parents to stay for class mm. uh, and they sit in the parents area and largely ignore us um, but they are reassured psychologically if you like that we're not doing anything that we shouldn't be doing with their kids um, we do get them engaged and we do, you know, I had them all up doing silly exercises the other week. Um, <laughs> you know, what's this latest craze? Flossing. Flossing. Have you heard of flossing? Oh, uh, 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 believe, believe it or not, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the kids started doing it and I thought, well, should I jump on this and say, we don't do that sort of silly behavior here. Uh, and my brain clicked into going, no, this is exactly the sort of silly behavior we should be doing. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I got the kid to come out the front and demonstrate how to do it. And then I said, right, we're, we're all going to learn it. So then I taught the whole class what this kid had just taught me. And then I said, your job next week is to teach all your grown-ups because next week we're all doing it as part of the warm-up. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so the week after, 30 seconds, all the parents doing it. So, But what it does, it engages them. It engages the parent to support you with whatever you're trying to do as an instructor. Um, you know, it shows we've got no secrets. We've got no nothing to hide. I'm not yelling at your kids. I'm not trying to do things that we shouldn't be doing with kids. Um, we want you to come and support them. We want you to become involved. We want you to be quiet while we're teaching, though. Um, but it just, it just promotes the school. And then, you know, the black belt of the week and little Jimmy's doing really well at karate. It's something they talk about because they're, they're part of the... The, the team, they're part of the group. You know, it's important that we're working with your child 
we want you to support us by practicing, you know, mm. get a pillow and get them to practice or do daft stuff like that. So I found that really valuable as an instructor just to, just to be, you know, there's nothing to hide here. Uh, well, well, I also think it did for the first again, children. If mum and dad are sitting in the corner yeah. while you're establishing your authority and the way yeah. things work, that can be it'd be helpful. Yeah. So, you, you, but that's not mandatory for the mic, is it? It's strongly encouraged, but it's, it's strongly encouraged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's oh, it's borderline. We expect it. Is yeah, it? Yeah. You know, and I had, I had a parent last night come in and say, "Oh, I, I, I've just got to nip out for ten minutes," and I'll, I'll say, "Okay, that's fine." Off you go, go and do whatever you've got to do, but make sure you're back to, you know, to rest yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the lesson. Because, you know, uh, so, yeah, especially the younger ones. I don't, I'm not a babysitter. I'm a karate instructor. So you don't drop your kids off with me and come back an hour later. Yeah, I mean, when I, this is going back a long time, you know, probably 20, yeah. more than that, 20 odd years ago. But at the, the other end of the street from where the, the place we still train is, is a pub. Right. So when we teach your kids, we'd, we'd occasionally get that where they'd like, they'd drop them off, they'd go yeah. to the pub and then come yeah. back, you see, which is, is not good in not any ideal, way, shape okay. or form. No. So that, 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 that was, again, you know, that was quickly stamped on with this yeah. idea of, you know, we expect you to stay for the first few weeks because then it just makes it... it yeah clear that you know we expect your active participation in this as well you see. yeah and i just think it's good it's, it's a good thing for the parents um sort of the millennial parents we're almost at millennial parents now aren't we um i end up teaching them half the time mm. <laughs> you, know, you can tell your child to behave you can tell them to sit down you can expect them to say sir and thank you and please um you know if, if a child's belt comes off one of the most common things is a belt comes undone and they walk up to you holding it and they stand there looking at you. <laughs> and I'm going, yes, and my belt's come off. Yes, it has. <laughs> and like, address yourself. <laughs> right, hang on a minute. So, please, sir, can you help me with my belt? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, please, sir, can you? Yes, I can. There you go. Uh, now, what do you say? Oh, thank you, sir. Okay, fine. <laughs> and off we go. But I'm teaching the grown-up that that's what I expect. Yeah, And yeah. they should expect it at, at home, not just, you know, my shoe's undone. Like well, no, you should be, and and you know we we kind of develop that and say, you know, uh, what happens if your pencil breaks at school? Please, miss, uh, can you help me with my pencil? I said you're going to get a much better reaction than just holding your pencil up in the air. Well, I, that's it. And I'm sure this is one. You know, obviously there'll be a lot of instructors listening to this podcast. I'm sure they can all. They've all had that parent who said to them, "I, I don't know what it is you dif- do differently, oh, but oh, I wish oh. I had you at home, or I yeah, wish to be like you this home, at home." Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and they say often as not, it's the the way that they've been treated and the expectations of them. Yeah, well, you it's, it's a setting out of the uh, of the rules. It's a yeah. it's a setting out. So this is this is right. This is wrong. Or you know, this is the way we want you to behave. Behave like it. Yeah, perfect. And well, Mike, that's been uh, that's it's so much good stuff in there for people to um, have a, a detailed think on. And okay. what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll uh, with your permission, I'll the headline of the precepts. Uh, I'll put on the uh, the notes of the podcast as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so if, if if you know you, if you listen to this on your iPhone or whatever, you can just look at the notes for the podcast and you can yeah. see them and, and and read them through. But uh, very grateful to you for taking the time to do this. So if people want to learn more, I know you've got a lot of online resources available yeah. for instructors and stuff. Can you maybe give us a little bit of details? Of <laughs> this is the advert now. Okay. So <laughs> uh, first thing is I, I I've written a book. It's called How to Build a Black Belt Business, mm. um, and that's available from Lulu.com read that book very good book recommend oh, good. that book thank yeah, you yeah. And that, yeah. that's... always say to everyone you, you're not serving your students or your art if you if you 
teaching in a hall with no lights on and nobody knows you're there you know oh. so e ethical good business practices are very important and your books um yeah it's fantastic i got a lot of good ideas out of that book so i yeah, strongly thank recommend you. that yeah oh, thanks Ian. that's great and then there's teamblackbelt.pro which is a, a website that i use for a couple of uh well for, for our students as a resource for their lessons and we also use it as a resource for a couple of affiliate schools that we've got that do the team black belt way team black belt method so that's a monthly uh, subscription site but you, you, you kind of if you go onto it you can crawl over quite a bit of it without without signing up to anything um, if anybody does want the um, precepts that I've written um, I'm quite happy to email them to me so if they email me at mike at team black belt dot pro and then I'll just return a, a return my word copies of the precepts to them uh, the notes if they want that I'm, I'm quite happy to do that um, and then if anybody does want to become a team black belt school and do what we do and be supported then then again get in touch mike at teamblackbelt.pro and we'll have a chat about how that works and and, and that sort of thing um so yeah that's that's my little advert done i think can't think <laughs> well, of anything else yeah, it's, it's, it's mandatory you've got to do that then of the podcast that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. now listen just one little thing for you and, and, and the people listening um a guy goes into a solicitor's speaks to the solicitors and said um how much is it for some advice? And sister said, oh, it's £500 for three questions. So he says, well, that's a lot of money, isn't it? And the sister says, no, it's not. And what's your third question? <laughs> I just thought I'd leave you with that one. <laughs> that, that appeals to me. It might not to everybody, but yeah, I really like it. Leave it in or cut it out. It's up to no, you. No, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that in. You're not getting away with it. It's staying I'm, in. I'm worried about the joke more than the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, thanks very much for your time. Much Please. appreciated. Thanks a lot, Ian. I'll speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Well, I'm sure you enjoyed that as much as I did. As I said in the introduction, I think Mike is one of the guys who really has this down to a fine art. If you look at the quality of the karateka that Mike produces... Uh, and how much it is they enjoy what they do. Uh, there's no doubt about the effectiveness uh, of his methods. Uh, and th there's lots of other facets to, to teaching and running a dojo that I'd, I'd like to pick Mike's brain on as well. So I'm sure we'll have him back on the podcast there uh, at some point. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this one. Thank you so much for your support of the podcasts. And I'll be back with more soon. Okay, take care, everyone. Speak soon. Bye-bye.